Just when you thought game four was in the bag, if you blinked in this one, well, the Lightning lost. They blew game four. And now they're down 3-1. We talk about all that and more. But first, let's play that music. Your Locked On Lightning, your daily podcast on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Adam Danker. This episode of Locked On Lightning is brought to you by the Game Time app. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On NHL for $20 off your first purchase. And if you used it to go to last night's game, well, you better demand your money back because, oh man, that was in recent memory. I think the worst loss probably is going to go down as one of, if not the, the worst loss in franchise history. And, you know, we could sit back and revert to, well, they really, in theory, should have won game three. But at the end of the day, people, the Lightning had game four in the bag. And the signs were there for a collapse. Let's be honest here. The the signs were there. And at the same time, this Lightning team, you know, we could talk about all the positive things that they do, all the positive things that they did over the course of this game. But leading up to the third period, The game was by far, by no means, over. As we all know, with the game of hockey and as well as playoff hockey, the game is over when the final buzzer sounds. And you got to, it is almost, we we have to kind of appreciate, if, if you're a diehard hockey fan in general now, you're listening to this you're either probably a a diehard lightning fan or a diehard leafs fan but we have to look at this and appreciate the weirdness that is the sport of hockey the game of hockey because you you look at a team down 4-1 in a playoff game and i even said it to myself i i am i am guilty 100 percent guilty of of saying this out loud but when you look at the toronto maple leafs going into the second intermission i thought the game was over i thought the game and and i think i have the luxury of saying that being someone who was not playing i get i have the luxury of sitting there on my couch watching the game and saying this game's over especially after the toronto maple leafs take a terrible penalty at the end of the second period, Jake McCabe just don't know what he's doing in that situation. Down three goals and, and kind of still going back to the mantra of, well, Toronto Maple Leafs haven't proven to me that they are playoff tough. Show me otherwise. And up until that point, they haven't, even if they're up 2-1 in the series. 
you kind of figure from the Lightning perspective and maybe even from the Toronto perspective, this game is over. Well, you go into the intermission. They speak to Brandon Hagel. He kind of reiterates almost that fact. Didn't say it plainly, which obviously he he shouldn't be. He's the one who's got to go out there and play. You kind of figured with an experienced team, regardless of their level of talent or or how they've played thus far or how they measured up to the Toronto Maple Leafs, you kind of figure that they know that the game is not over, that the game is far from won. And they go out there in the third period, and in layman's terms, they lay an absolute egg. And this wasn't just the team the, the skaters on the ice. This was everybody. This was Andre Vasilevsky. This was all the skaters in front of him. Um, this was a team loss. So as we all know, nine minutes into the third, Austin Matthews scores on on a rush into the zone, and then he scores again three minutes later on a tip, and then Morgan Riley uh, scores the I think number one. I, I think lightning villain number one, Morgan Riley. I think we could agree that he is the the most hated uh, Toronto Maple Leafs player on that team. And then Kerfoot wins it in OT. And a huge gut punch for the Tampa Bay Lightning. A huge gut punch. Blow a three-game, uh, three-goal lead, lose an OT at home. Now you're down 3-1. And we're not even talking about the rest of the series right now. I think the overall thoughts are, what the hell happened to this Lightning team? What happened during the second intermission that came out? And that they came out and, and completely did not show up. And what it came down to was that this team stopped playing. And when a team who already has enough flaws, enough chinks in its armor, when they stop playing, when they stop going at 100%, those flaws are amplified by 100 And we saw that. We saw it with the traffic in front of Vasilevsky. The, the Toronto Maple Leafs were able to do whatever they wanted. They, they had one, two players in front. They could have had probably more, and the Lightning wouldn't have been able to do anything. Vasilevsky was, I tweeted this out, I think, I, I, I think I tweeted it after the third period, uh, completely reverted to his early season self. Um, the game plan was evident for what the Toronto Maple Leafs wanted to do. Uh, the Lightning should not be surprised. They were going blocker side all night on Vasilevsky. And so when your team is not playing to 100% out there, when your team is not playing well in front of you, when your goaltender, um, he played he played well the first two periods let's, for, for considering for playoff standards, but it wasn't going to be enough. You kind of could tell from his positioning all game and, and the fact that there was multiple times during this game where he lost his stick. So, really, when we look back on this entire game and we look at the third period, for the Vasilevsky side of things, we should not be surprised. 
Very susceptible on the blocker side, as we all know. Um, like I said, has been out of position. Um, the reason why this game was 4-1, and he did make big saves here and there. I will 100% say that he had his moments where he he was showing that he was playoff Vazzy. But let's be honest with ourselves. In the grand scheme of things, if you look at the entire game, Vasilevsky wasn't the same old Vasilevsky, the same Andre Vasilevsky that we we have known to love and 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 see play and and shut down other teams. He wasn't shut down. He was he was just good enough to where the guys in front of him could play well enough and feel comfortable and put up four goals through two periods. And the problem is they stopped playing. So when your team in front of you stops playing and you already have a shaky goaltender, now the floodgates open and that results in a blown three-gold lead and then a loss in overtime. And, and I don't see it getting better. I don't see, you know, maybe in years past, I, I believe this is the first time that Vasilevsky has has given up three goals in a period or some crazy stat like that. Um, no, the first time he's lost two games in a row uh, in the playoffs since since um, the Columbus series in 2019. But looking at this team as a whole, you know, we could talk about how they're good enough or the experience is there to where they could possibly get back get this series back in control and, and force it to seven. The way that this team is constructed right now, now I'm not going to say that they're not going to put up a fight, but if you look at how that third period was, how that third period developed, and now you're tasked with telling that team to go back up to, to Toronto and win three straight or at least win two in a row to force a game seven. I don't know how realistically we could expect that. I don't know with all the flaws that Toronto exposed for the, from this team, just in goal alone. I don't know how realistically the lightning could get this series back under control. Um, at the end of the day, you know, we could look back on game three as, you know, maybe the frame of mind, the the thought, the, the frame of mind is a little different if they, if that goal, that, that point goal is ruled a good goal. We could look at that. We can make all the excuses, but at the end of the day, the lightning have not played up to the level of the Toronto Maple Leafs. I feel like even when the lightning have been in the lead, and I'm not even talking about game one. When the Lightning have scored, when the Lightning have done, when can, for the most part, controlled the game, I feel like at least the Toronto Maple Leafs, and I feel like me to a certain extent, and I'm sure some Lightning fans feel this way, I feel like the game was never truly, truly in control for the Lightning. I never felt like in this game there was always that possibility of the Maple Leafs making a comeback, especially after the first Matthews goal. If the Lightning were playing at the level they were playing all game, 
then okay. But they didn't answer back. That's what they needed to do in this game. And this team has really not done a good job all season long of answering back. So why should we expect anything different in a playoff series against a team who is clearly snapped out of that almost playoff loss victimhood? that this is a different team this year for the Toronto Maple Leafs and definitely a different team for the Tampa Bay Lightning. <clears throat> so we'll talk about the rest of the series. We'll also talk about the the more about the game in just a bit because this it's like I said at the top of the episode probably one of the worst losses we have seen in franchise history. Um and I don't know how the Lightning will be able to to get back in this series and, and rebound from this. So we'll talk about that. But first, I want to talk about one of today's sponsors, and that is our friends at Indeed. Now, Indeed is the hiring platform where you could attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you could do it all with Indeed. Find top talent fast with Indeed Suite suite of powerful of hiring tools like matching assessments and virtual interviews. So uh, I mean, if you're looking to start a business or if you're looking for that right person to help you start a business indeed, or if you already own a business indeed is your place. So in the minute that I've been talking to you, 16 hires were made on indeed, according to indeed data worldwide. So, and now with indeed only pay for quality applicants that meet your hiring criteria so visit Indeed.com slash LockedOn to start hiring now. Just go to Indeed.com slash LockedOn to start hiring now. Need to hire. You need Indeed. So once again, I want to make I want to thank everyone for making us your first listen of the day. And if you haven't already done so, please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast on our YouTube page. Also follow us wherever podcasts are distributed in audio form. And the best part about that is that it is all free. And we're continuing our conversation about game four. What I, 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 I think that this one, no matter how potentially bad game five could be for the lightning, like I said, and, and maybe this is recency bias and, and, Obviously, we'll we'll talk about it uh, tomorrow as well, and on Thursday's show as well. But this is the kind of game, regardless of if now the Lightning were on the brink of elimination, this is the kind of game that you kind of look at in a series and say, "I don't know how this team could come back from this." And when you look at the Tampa Bay Lightning. And all their faults, and especially the faults of the goaltender, I don't know how you could look at this and and kind of spin it in a positive direction to where it could potentially benefit the team going forward in the rest of the series. And when you when you hear the statements from the players on this team. It's not that all positive either. When you look at some of the things that 
the players and, and John Cooper were saying post game. I don't have any inclination that this team could get things back on the right track. I firmly believe at this point in time that this is it for this team. And I was going back and forth with a listener last night. And I basically said that the one positive that we could take from this game is that it's going to force Julian Brees Boss, GM of the Tampa Bay Lightning, it's going to force Julian Brees Boss to make some changes this summer. Changes that I feel like for the most part, he has somewhat avoided over the last couple of years. Now, deservingly so. Three straight Stanley Cup finals. Um, salary cap constrictions. You could only do so much with free agency and trades. So understandable. But at the same time, <clears throat> this game has shown a lot of the holes in this lineup, in this team. And some of the things that some of the things that we are hearing from John Cooper, um, I, I I'm I don't understand. I understand that he's trying to play it cool. I understand that the series isn't over and anything could happen. And. What John Cooper said to me, his vanilla statement last night, what that said to me was that he still obviously thinks there's a chance, which obviously if after a loss like this, I mean, what else are you supposed to say? So the quote I'm referring to is what he said last night when he was asked what the focus needs to be for game five. And Coop says, quote, I don't know what I don't know about talking about what we need, really need to focus on. But I think we got to look at the big picture and say we are still coming to the rink. The season's not done yet. And I take two things from that. I take and, and I've been very critical of John Cooper all season long for his his inability really in postgame pressers when the lightning don't play well whatsoever. And they played well until the third period. And then we saw this Jekyll and Hyde performance. We saw Hyde in the third period for the Tampa Bay Lightning, something that if you've been watching this team all season, you should not be surprised in a, in a way to have seen that. But the thing that really annoys me about this, and, and I understand why he's not doing it now, but when you had a season where your team has been really shaky all year long, and let's be frank and honest. If Detroit and Florida played well this year, especially the Panthers, if they had somewhat of a year like they did last year, the Lightning could have been very much a wild card team and having to play against Boston right now instead of Toronto. But I, I, I think that Cooper's fault 
and I get it. He's this. He plays the laid back, cool, and calm and collective card. But for me, at least, when things like this happen with the team, I think that there needs to be some sort of criticism. Now, I'm not saying he should have came out last night and rubbed salt in the wound by absolutely annihilating his team to the reporters. I'm sure he did something like that. I don't know if it was post game. I don't know if he'll do it in the game in the days before before game five. I don't know if he will just because you kind of want to not morally destroy your team that is on the brink of elimination. But my issue with all this is that he hasn't really addressed in the media to a certain extent the issues with the team, the the faults with the team. Um, now, obviously, he shouldn't criticize the way the team is built. He can't he can't control that. And obviously, at that point, you're calling out your boss. But when you consistently come out and say statements like this, where I don't know if he's trying to be clever. I don't know if he's trying to be somewhat passive aggressive to the media. My whole issue with it is that in my mind, especially when we start continue to see things like this over the course of a season and then carry over into the playoffs, in my mind, that tells me that you don't or have not addressed the bigger issue at large. Um, I think that and, and the players are going to come out and they're going to say, well, we need to play better in front of Vasilevsky. But at the same time, I haven't really seen anyone or heard anyone over the course of this season, really. And, and this is more so for Vasilevsky and Cooper. Those two guys have not come out really when he has played bad and really discussed it. And I feel like this sweeping under the carpet, I mean, the, the rest of the league knows that he is not what he used to be this year. Let's face it. He has not had a good season. I mean, he has had a good season. The numbers are good compared to some of the other goalies. And if you compare his numbers uh, to his Vezina Trophy winning season, somewhat similar. But at the same time, if you watch the player, if you do the eye test, he is not even remotely close to what, he should be. And really the point I'm getting at is that I feel like I, I feel like this loss for Tampa Bay was sort of a intervention type moment. I think that as a franchise, John Cooper, some of the players on this team, um, Julian Brees boss are going to look at this game for a very long time and look at it. And, and, and as lightning fans, we should look back on it as well. We're going to look back on it as this is the game that changed everything for this franchise. Um, I would very much expect this summer to be a more eventful summer for the Tampa Bay Lightning in terms of moving personnel around, um, 
choosing not to re-sign certain players, choosing to sign other players, um, possibly will have implications towards the NHL draft. Um, Who knows? I don't know what kind of deals off the top of my head we could even discuss. But this was an eye-opening experience, I think, for everybody uh, in and around and who follows this team. And I think that it's not so much an indication that this is a team that went from a dynasty to, to a rebuild. I wouldn't really, really call the lightning a dynasty. Um, I, I would say they were probably definitely one of the more dominant teams the last three years. I would I but I don't think I would use the word dynasty. But I don't necessarily believe that this will spark some sort of rebuild. I think maybe we'll see some trickle down effect in the coming months and possibly over the next year. Um that some people could call the rebuild. But this is a game in which I think that Really, when when you're looking at how John Cooper has kind of spoken publicly about this team and the what Julian Brees Boss has done, granted, this team has been heavily held back because of salary cap constrictions. I think we're going to look at this game. I think it exposed a ton of the flaws around the roster, a ton of the flaws about the the mindset, almost to a certain degree, that this team has, and really what its leader has, and and you know. I, I think that even the mindset we have had somewhat to a certain fault on this show saying that, yeah, as bad as this team has played, and I, I'm completely a perpetrator of doing this, I am 100% guilty of saying that there has been instances where this team has not played bad, but I have fallen back on the fact that they have veteran leadership. And maybe sometimes you need to trade away some of that veteran leadership or 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 separate yourself and bring in new in some new voices to to kind of change things and to propel yourself or keep propelling yourself in the winning direction. So hopefully the lightning can bounce back or at least go down um or or at least you know finish off this series on a good note and we'll talk about that in just a bit. What what exactly does that mean? going down with a good note. We'll talk about that in just a little bit. But first, I want to talk about our last sponsor of today's show, and that is our friends over at Game Time. Now, if you haven't heard about Game Time, I absolutely love this app. Now, buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful, okay? Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You could stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you will have. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, hockey, comedy, theater, and more. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and row for less. Game time will credit you 110% of the difference. So download the game time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On NHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account and redeem the code Locked On NHL. $20 off. Download the Game Time app 
today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. So wrapping things up, as always, please go ahead and subscribe to the pod if you haven't already done so. We are available wherever podcasts are distributed. Follow me on Twitter at DankyDank, D-E-N-K-Y-D-8-N-K. Like I stated, and I kind of already started talking about last night, I'm not saying that the series is I, – I, I do believe that the Lightning could very well win game five in Toronto. Now, they have a tall task of trying to win <clears throat> at least two games in a row to force a game seven, and then all bets are off. And you already start to see people on Twitter, well, you know what? They blew a 3-1 lead a couple of years ago to the Montreal Canadiens in the playoffs, talking about the, the Maple Leafs. And, you know, that's that's nice to hang your hat on that. But, you know, it's different, I think, for the Lightning. Like I just previously, I just got done talking about that this this – as shocking as last night's result has been, when you really take a moment to, to kind of look at the Lightning and the way they've played all season long and just how they've somewhat luckily gone into the playoffs where they, they were in a good situation in their division. Because if you look at their division, it's really been a two-horse race in two and three between them and the Maple Leafs. And at the same time, the Panthers and really not having a good year, kind of almost accidentally getting into the playoffs because of the Pittsburgh Penguins just blowing those last two games of the year. And, you know, there's, there's very good teams in this division. The Sabres had a good year. They were in it for quite a bit. The Red Wings are a very tough team. They disappointed me this year in terms of their performance. I thought they were going to be so much better than what they were. And really what I'm trying to say is that the Lightning lucked out. Um, if this was a way more competitive division, other than the Maple Leafs and the Bruins, I think that we would be would have been having almost – more of a conversation of how shaky this team is throughout the course of the season and how maybe I, I saw one one listener on Twitter talk about, is this the end of Vasilevsky or talking about the end of Vasilevsky? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I think he's, he's still very young for us to be having that conversation I mean, he has not had a good year by his standards whatsoever. And let's be honest here, last night he was a main factor in why this team lost uh, on the same side. They did not play well in front of him. But when you get beaten on those three goals, they, they were going blocker side every single time on him. It wasn't like they were mixing it up. You knew where the puck was going where they sh when they shot it towards the net. And he was just – his positioning was brutal. His his ability to move back, uh, to move side to side in the crease was just not good whatsoever. Um, so when you see 
when you've seen that all season long, it really shouldn't be that shocking uh, for for this outcome. And I think that I'm not saying that the Lightning should trade Vasilevsky, but I, I I just think that this off season will be a long time coming. I I, I think that the rest of the series will really tell us where this team is at. I think that the performances of, you know, obviously Point will stick around, Stamkos will stick around, Kucherov will stick around, um, Hagel, Sorelli, Paul. Those guys are here for the long term. um, Colton, I believe, is safe. But if you look at the rest of the roster, um, Janot is here, obviously, for the long term. If you look at the rest of the roster, and especially that third defensive line, you know, guys like Cole, um, Bogosian, Perry, Belmar, Maroon, how they play the rest of the series could very well determine whether or not they're here next October. And I think that's how Lightning fans should look at it. I don't think by any stretch that this team will come back and win. Now, if they do, if they come back and win, I'll be the first one. And I think we could all agree that it would be very equally as if not more shocking if they come back and win this series. All right. I, I think that, though, that is where the expectations need to be. The Lightning aren't playing for their playoff lives now. These players individually are playing for their future with the Lightning for the rest of the series. So let me know in the comments below what you think about this. Is it officially over for the Tampa Bay Lightning? Um, how many changes or the what degree of changes do you think we'll see over the summer? And we'll be back tomorrow to talk about the Lightning fighting for their lives up in Toronto. So in the meantime, that's been it for this episode of Locked on Lightning, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'll talk to you in the next one.